0: Yes, we're laughing because it's funny. Uh you guys gotta see what happens before I hit uh, recording. <laughs> uh, welcome everybody. I'm John. I'm Richard. And this is Bronze and Modern Gods. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods. Uh, give us a like, hit subscribe. Support the show. Uh we are well into our first month of memberships. What does being a member mean? Well, it means for the cost of just two ninety-nine a month, less than a Starbuck. Uh, You get exclusive member-only live streams every Friday, extra show-and-tell episodes usually on Wednesday, shout-outs in future videos. In fact, look, look at all these people right here. See those names? Shout-out to all of you for being members. Uh, I'm going to vamp a little bit more because I know everybody wants to read their name and see it. Okay. This helps Richard and I buy new equipment like new lighting and things like that. All you got to do is if you're on YouTube, look below and right next to the subscribe button, it says join. If you don't see it on your phone, you got to go to a desktop. Thanks YouTube, thanks Apple, thanks Android. Um, and just hit that link. Richard. Oh, I
1: was waiting for you to thank one more person. Oh, who? You always say, thanks Obama. Oh, thanks Obama. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot my own running joke.
0: I was gonna say, thanks Elon. Uh, Richard. You're shelling, you're, you're hawking some wares as well, right?
1: Yep, yep. Um, I um, I have a, uh, a store called Boxed, ed, uh, dot com, and I sell corner boxes, just different pieces of artwork uh, related to the comic book cover. I also have expanded the field to selling mugs. So we're I'm selling customized mugs here. This one says Richard likes his coffee, cream to off-white. Get and, it? Yeah, it was funny. And this has been really popular. This is the not approved by comic, the comics code authority. Uh, and I could customize this with your name as well. So the, we do customized mugs and the corner boxes and, um, it's holiday season. If you're looking for a holiday gift, or or if you're looking for something for yourself, stop by cornerbox.com and see what we have. That's
0: cornerboxed, B O X E D at the end there, .com. Richard, maybe you make uh, one of those mugs that says, Hey Kids Comics, with the old Hey Kids Comics. Oh, that's That's a great idea. Hmm. Okay, 10% commission on each All right, let's move over to show and tell. I jumped the gun, Richard. I went to show and tell before doing our hot book of the week. You think that maybe we've been doing this for four plus years at this point and I would know what the heck I'm doing. I didn't catch it, so. (laughs) <laughs> I did. Uh top book of the week this week. A good one, the Sandman number one from nineteen eighty-nine. It's good to see this back on uh collectors radar after uh after some time because it's not only still undervalued in my opinion, because it's oh, yeah. the appearance of the new Sandman. Uh but it was announced this week that the second season of the Netflix show has resumed filming. Thanks a writer's strike. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> have you watched that show of course i watched the whole thing uh you know uh i was really excited i think it was great uh i think the corinthian was fantastic i think the kitty cat episode tugged at my heartstrings you never watched that did you no
1: no i got i couldn't get past when they hit he was killing the little dragon dude you gotta see it richard it yeah, all I ends up okay beating heart yeah i know that's what people tell me i need to go exactly. back the first episode was excellent it was really good, so you should get it. Do you have a salmon, number one? I do not. I have a run of salmon, but not number one or number eight. You can um, still grab a
0: high-grade raw off eBay for about 150 bucks this week. Um, probably- the 90-day average for a CGC 9.8 is $617, which sounds expensive until you realize that is way down from its height of $1,160 in 2021. So it's almost been halved. Whop like that. that what,
1: you do? <laughs> what would you rather have, a number 1 or a number 8? The first uh first step
0: death. First Smith. Gosh, I I want them all. I want it all. Why do I have to choose? Why choose, Richard? Oh, this is cuz it's a thought experiment. Sophie's choice. Okay, I'm going to take a number 1. I think a number 1 is uh, for some reason I think number 1's harder in 9.8. You know, I have no idea. I I haven't looked at the data, but um, I, 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 had a couple number ones send them in and they all came back nine sixes. I have never wow. successfully gotten a 9.8 of, it's right. a horrible cover. I mean, in terms of trying to get, get it flawless. Yeah. And it was, you know, a vertigo book and nobody was thinking, oh, this is going to be a TV show one day on a platform that is, uh, delivered via fiber octave cable called <laughs> the internet
1: people are going to dial up and let's put their modems on to be able to, watch. ah, there's no way, but
0: no, I, 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 I have not ever had a, a 9.8 of that. I've had a 9.8 of a number eight, but not a number one. Might just be my luck. Uh, but Hey, let's move over now for real, for sure. Show and tell. Um, (laughs) I, I can start with a book that, uh, I didn't realize how good this book was until I started doing a little research for the show today. It's my own romance number
1: 74. Oh, look at those big
0: word balloons again. Love oh, them. yes. Marvel,
1: yes. Uh, those early Marvel uh word balloons with the borders. Yeah.
0: I believe it's 1960. Richard, this cover is by uh is credited uh to Dick Giordano and Vince Coletta. However, inside this one single issue a matt baker story a j scott pike story and a jack kirby story all three in this one issue of my own romance number 74. uh there's even a story in here that is continued in the next issue what Mm. crazy yeah um you know it's a decent one uh
1: just some slight marvel chipping (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh yes marvel at its best yeah um uh, have you read it have you read the 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 map yeah i
0: yeah. have i have it's it's you know it, i it's kind of buried under here i'll show you it's kind of buried i think under the inks but it's very much a matt baker uh the jack kirby story o- along with all the other jack kirby romance stories was recently reprinted in the hardback um but there's like some Baker stuff. This book is so fragile. I'm trying my best to show it to you without it falling apart in my hands, but yeah, it looks like, you know, Baker pencils, but definitely Vinnie Coletta all over it, you know, just Mm. kind of watering it down a bit. Yeah. There is, there's a swimsuit shot for you here. There you go. (laughs) It's very, very modest. Uh, But yeah, you can barely tell it's Baker. The J. Scott Pike definitely is J. Scott Pike. Um, And the Kirby is beyond Kirby. I like this one J. Scott Pike panel at the bottom with her face. Yeah. He looks naughty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing how an inker can really change the look, the feel of a penciler's work.
0: Uh, Very much so. Um, The Kirby one, I I can't tell who inked this. Um, No one signed it. It looks like it might be Coletta, but I'm not sure. It's just, it's very, yeah. oh, I can't get it in the camera there. Um, I'm not sure who inked this. I have to go look on the Grand Comics database, uh, but you know, it's, it's a lot of Kirby headshots. Uh-huh. So what's your first uh, book for viewer mail or sorry, for uh, show <laughs> and tell, or if I'm you're on top
1: <laughs> Uh, okay, this is a book that I have had in my collection since I restarted um, Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Bringing out the yeah. big guns.
1: Yeah, Giants X Men number uh, number one. Uh, it's a six point uh, This this is the first book I ever cleaned and pressed and submitted to CGC. I bought it for I remember nine hundred dollars, which is fortune for a comic. You know, I I'm used to paying cover price for comics. Uh, come back into the hobby, and now I want the books I want are all three figures, four figures. Um, so, you know, I paid nine hundred dollars for this book, uh, probably overpaid even at the time. Uh, and it it had pencil all over the cover, like writing. Um, and I took uh, a white eraser and I cleaned that up, and use um, use the the talc powder and cleaned up the front. And the back is up is pretty nice. So and the first that- book you cleaned and pressed was a square bound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went all in. I went all in, came back a six and I was, I was pretty happy with that. Um, the, it, I, I can't even imagine what the grade would have been if I hadn't cleaned it because the, the marking on the cover was enough to pull it down in my opinion, a grade. So yeah, this is the first book. I have, I have a very, very strong sentiment attachment to this book because it got me, it, this was, this came back graded And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Getting, getting books graded is a cool thing. And then I started looking for other books to get to get graded so
0: turn the back
1: again let me see the
0: back is it miscut along that side yeah a
1: little bit of a Got miscut there oh no, it's no. A a t- oh yeah. T- yeah yeah if you could look and see that cover is not square right um, and and I I had you know I suffered if you look at the front it is definitely miscut if you look at the yeah. uh these the the side it, right on this on this side backwards here this is all this is all miscut you can see at an angle and I I had a fear that it was going to be trimmed
0: no of, that's a common thing with some of these marbles that you so know, it yeah. happens it happens um, wow look at you being all brave sending a giant size X Men in the first time you press a book
1: nine hundred bucks the first book I ever sent in yeah it's it, it was kind of a scary moment but it, you know, it, it, all paid off, I guess. The first call.
0: book I ever pressed was a Whitman Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, I got from a dollar bin. uh This did not come from a dollar bin. um It is men's adventures. Number 27. This, at this point, men's adventures went from featuring uh gorillas kidnapping your grandpa to featuring the big timely three human torch, Submariner and Captain America. A uh, great Carl Burgos Human Torch cover. You know the man who created the Human Torch, drawing the cover. However, inside the stories are by uh, Dick Ayers, who drew the Human Torch story. Cap is drawn by Mort Lawrence instead of John Romita Sr. And Bob Powell did the Submariner story instead of Bill Everett, which is a bummer because I buy these books for the Romita and the Everett art. And I got this, and I was like, wait a second. Of course, issue twenty-eight, the last issue, they're all in, it's all Ramita Everett
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Dick Ayers, but um, it's a really uh, structurally, it's a beautiful book, uh, six five or so, but there is a wormhole right here where a worm ate a circle right through the entire book, uh, through the whole book, through the whole book. You can't see it from the front because he went in at an angle. Thanks, Worm. Um, but if you look at the back. Peekaboo, I see you. Wow, it looks like a bullet hole. You sure somebody didn't uh No, it's a it's a it's a definitely a worm. You can see how in the front he kind of went in this way at an angle. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's a really nice really nice uh book. Um, you know, I don't think I'm going to experiment with hop or anything on this. I think it is what it is thanks to that wormhole there.
1: But uh, okay. my Men's Adventures run is
0: getting getting close.
1: Awesome. My next book is a fun book. I never pass these by. And this came, I bought this book. This is um, the, I can't remember the Marvel Tales, number one. And it, it's basically a reprints of uh, a number of famous Marvel titles. And this came out in 1964. So you get all the really good stuff. Early Spider-Man, early Hulk. Uh, early Iron Man, you got uh, Nick Fury there, Thor, uh, and they're just reprints of the original stories. And it's just a, you know, it's just a compilation. It's nothing really special, but I remember when I was a kid reading this and and getting a taste for a variety of different titles and and stories, you know, the same art, the paper quality was the same. It's it's a a great way of reading those original stories. And the back of it has the ubiquitous toy soldier advertisement which also as a kid I lusted after these little toy soldiers never got any unfulfilled wow when did you get that uh i've had this for a while um it's it's only a 20 i think i paid 60 bucks for it did you buy it slabbed yep
0: cuz you can again i'm looking at it there's a lot to fix on oh, that book.
1: Oh, look if you look if you could look at the cover i'm trying to get in the, the yeah, lights
0: the wrinkles
1: yeah, it is a wrinkle bomb. It definitely can get a, a grade bump, but it's got significant tape on the spine, so yeah. I don't nice. know if I could. Hmm?
0: I see some ink at the bottom corner of the coupon. There you go. Yeah, see a big so, like a marker?
1: Yeah, I think the best I'm going to get is a two five out of it anyway. So yeah. why, why why you know crack and repress? I love
0: so, Marvel Tales number one. I I would buy every copy if I could.
1: Yeah, yeah, I always, I always when I see them raw, I buy them, because you can get them cheap. You know, they're, they're not in uh, yeah. a great way of reading those stories.
0: So I'm going to take it back to 1968, the year okay. one of us was born. I was four years old. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't you. Um, and the uh, most popular, one of the most popular singing groups, well, they're kind of on the downslope at that point, were the Monkees, who had owned 1967 uh, in the music industry and their tv show was still on the air and dc decided to launch their own version of the monkeys in a comic and showcase number 68 with the maniacs oh wow you know see you've got your uh your davy jones and your uh peter Torkey there and you got a female in this group and then you've got the smart one uh, the nesmith there now here's the plan <laughs> When yeah. Yep. So cool. uh the maniacs. I think maniacs only ran twice in showcase. I don't think they, they never got spin off, spin off to their own book, but this is a beautiful, I mean, gorgeous copy. I mean, it's at least a nine two, maybe a nine four. I should send this in. Uh, you know, being the big monkeys fan I am. And then you have the DC Go Go checks too across the top. Yeah, being the big monkeys fan I am. Um, I'm surprised I have not sent this in. Um, is this 68? Did I get the year right? Let's find out together, everyone. Wow, this is really nice. Uh, it is 67. So, this is when the monkeys were at their height. Uh-huh. So and DC
1: decided to cash in.
0: Yeah, I'll let you see this without the bag. Wow, that is
1: really nice.
0: And you while you're at it, you can buy your Rat Patrol model kit from Aurora.
1: I love the Rap Patrol. That was a great TV show.
0: For $1.98. What a ripoff.
1: Uh, it was raw and gritty. It was a great show.
0: Exactly. What else you got?
1: Okay, here's a weird, weird one. Um, I don't even remember where I came across this. This is a preview issue for display only of static shock. Um, I don't even remember what issue number is this.
0: Um, I'm guessing number one because that's that's I what they to send retailers.
1: Yeah, I am going to take it out of the
0: as a re, as a former retailer around that time we used to get stacks of those and throw them away
1: you got a you got a, a, a preview cover inside you've got a please please buy this
0: Yes, yeah, order cover. this please <laughs>
1: uh, this is number 16.
0: okay yeah.
1: it's all in it's all in black and white so it gives, it gives you the original book so that the no, empty word bubbles too.
0: It was still in production. They used to do that a lot. Uh, they would just throw those uh, little ashcan type previews in with your order. It was basically like, please order this, and this book's dying.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it went, it went to 45, so it, it, it lasted a bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I came across this, I came across this inexpensively, and I thought it was a pretty neat uh, curio because uh, I've never seen one of these preview books before.
0: Look at the credits. Not one of those people I think is still around in comics. Oh, wow. Uh, Robert L. Washington III, penciled by Wilfred, Ooh. inked by Robert, if that's not a typo, it's supposed to be Robert. Uh, Ke- Keanu, wow, 94. That was post-crash. So yeah, yeah, everyone's hurting at that
1: point. Yep, cool. Yeah, I, I. this is one of the few, you know, we call them ash cans, uh, that That's I had in the collection. I honestly don't remember. I think I got it. There's there's a, a friend of mine named Tom who sells comics every now and then, and he gets some really oddball stuff in and I think I bought it for him for like shoot, $20, $30, something like that.
0: Nice. Well, I have a modern book. Brace yourself, everybody. Uh, well, modern, I think it's two or three years old at this point. And you'll see why I bought it. It is amazing Spider-Man number seventy-five, whatever volume we're on. Yeah, I can track, yeah. The leg- yeah, the legacy numberings in the seven hundreds, but this is the Steve Ditko one-in-fifty variant.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah, you can see
0: what I paid for it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Still, I have not changed the bag, but yeah, just a gorgeous ASM Steve Ditko
1: cover. I mm-hmm. I saw it in the window and I had to have it. Mm-hmm. Wow, his his is anatomy is almost right. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's not quite Frank Robbins level with the rubber uh, legs. No. But it's close.
0: It's <laughs> close. <laughs> uh, but I've had this forever and I'm, you know, I just I I had to buy it. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't read Spider-Man anymore, but this just it the oh, webbing it's, under it's, the
1: arm. Yeah. I love that classic suit. The webbing always intrigued me. From your pal, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. How did how did he know that he needed webbing under the arms when he drew the character?
0: I don't know. It was weird. Uh, j- the the whole design is of the costume is just so out of the box and, and unprecedented that um, it's a reason why you can't replace it no matter how hard you try. Black costume, right? Um, so what else you got? What's the last one? Uh,
1: last one. This is this is a real personal book. Um, it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two this is the second teenage ninja turtle books obviously this is my original copy i bought back in 1985 i think it was uh i bought it off off of the newsstand from from uh the vendor uh i was looking real quick to see if it had a year in it uh probably 84 i would guess maybe 84. um this book survived the the flood of gosh i don't remember what happened I had had stored a bunch of comics in the basement of the house I was living in across the next door to my grandmother. And um, I I moved out, moved out a number of years later. There was a flood in that basement and Mm. everything in the basement was destroyed. All the comics, everything. With the exception of three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This paper quality is crap. You would think if there was moisture, this book would be affected by it because the paper is just just abysmal um now the book did suffer damage it has rust rusty staples as -hmm. you can see right there um slightly rusted just a little bit it didn't didn't survive unscathed in the corner uh the bottom corner Uh, you see it's missing here but this is this is my i remember buying this book i have distinct memories of picking this book up and reading it and because this is the first book of the turtles that was available number one it sold out my, uh, the the guy I was buying comics from had didn't have any copies to give me, so he says you really should read this book, and he and, you know gave me a copy of number two, and fell in love with the materials from there on. So this this book has sentimental value; it probably has very little material value uh, because of the the damage to it. But you know, little me, back in the day, and eyeballs touched these same pages. So this book yeah. is a part of my collection
0: wow that's excellent was it laying in the basement next to my ministry with sympathy cd that you bought
1: it was unfortunately it was damaged irrevocably Mm, how dare you actually
0: uh, cds hadn't been (laughs) invented yet so or they were invented they weren't available yet all right let's move on to everybody's favorite segment i'm assuming it's called viewer mail
1: you've got mail
0: and my first piece of viewer mail comes to us from david on instagram who writes i was moving And I was in a huge rush. I'd spent about a week calling around to every bank in the area, trying to find a safety deposit box, but nobody had any available. Instead of leaving my strong boxes at a family or a friend's house, somehow I convinced myself they would be okay in my storage unit. I figured that considering I'd get collectibles insurance the following weekend, that I would probably be okay. Big mistake. They broke in and cleaned me out within the first three days. That's horrible. Do you all have any tips on handling such incidents? I'd love to hear a discussion on collectibles insurance. I'm assuming you all have shopped around and found good plans. Would you all be interested in talking about insurance plans and providers for a few minutes sometimes? I'd love to tune in. Otherwise, can you suggest any references? It's been frustrating to navigate. Regards, David. David, first of all, um, storage units. No, 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 Underline, no, no, no. Bold type, no. You've learned the lesson the hard way. Everyone else learned from David. Um, You know you're working with the cops. I read the rest of your your DMs. I don't know if there's anything you could do. You you let the other store surrounding stores know if you have an inventory list, provide that to all the stores. But this is one of those hard lessons you got to learn. I suppose it's it sucks. It's you know I don't know your situation. It's usually an inside job with these storage unit facilities. Uh, or sometimes homeless people are living in the storage units and they wait until nighttime and they come out and they start trying to break in. Uh, Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show lived in a storage unit for the longest
1: time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, sorry, all you uh, fellow Howard fans know what I'm talking about. Collectibles insurance, Richard and I talk about it a lot. Have we pulled the trigger? Nope. No, it's embarrassing. It really is. Am I going to now? uh, Me, in particular, in Southern California, absolutely, because we've had a lot of home invasions. We've had a lot of uh, uptick in crime uh, activity around here. Uh, We live in a good neighborhood. We live in uh, in a very nosy neighborhood. We have really good nosy neighbors that are always looking at our house, which is awesome in terms of security. It sucks when you just want to go outside and get your mail and you get cornered for an hour and a half. (laughs) um I have done some research uh there's collectinsure.com there's americancollectors.com there's uh the chubb corporation offers collectible insurance usaa offers collector's insurance I'm going to put links yeah I'm going to put links to all these in the description I'm shopping around myself David so we should compare notes Richard
1: yeah i I also checked with uh, State Farton, who is my normal insurance uh, broker or agent, and they would they have a they would insure the collection, but they have a cap on the amount and would would require an inventory list, which both of those are really just kind of no no goes for a comic book collection. So yeah, I would recommend uh, following up with one of the companies John mentioned. I think it's really important, especially as you're... Well, you've got two situations. Either the value of your comics are uh, exceed $1,000, which is easy to do, and it would be difficult to replace, or the comics are sentimental values. they a comic book collection that your father gave you or has some other important value that would be almost impossible to replace. In those situations, I definitely recommend you you get insurance. Um I say that and I'm you know I'm bad and haven't done it myself and that's that's really on me.
0: We are are at this point hypocrites. I think I am gonna resolve that this week. I did get a quote. Um mm-hmm. you know I did I'm go ahead.
1: Oh no, I did too. I got a quote of about five hundred dollars a year to, yeah. to that, my collection. That
0: about is what I got, which you know, uh Amortized over 12 months is really affordable. Uh, it's kind of like earthquake insurance here. You kind of have to have it in addition to your regular insurance. Uh, but, David, you know, thanks for letting us know what happened because it did put the fear of God into me and mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of it um, right after Richard's first piece of viewer mail. Uh,
1: my first piece of viewer mail is from John Doe 297. Uh, a member. See that little member? badge by his
0: oh, name? Yeah. That means awesome. he's a member. Hi, member.
1: Uh, I think one extra feature CBS uh, CBCS should offer could be geared towards signatures, signatures on the inside pages. They could verify the signature and then put an image of the signature on the back of the label so people could see what this signature looks like, even if graded. I absolutely oh, wow. love this idea. Yeah. Is, that is such an awesome idea. It would take so little to implement. Um, and you know we we were talking about differentiators, what CBCS could do to differentiate them from CGC. This is an absolute excellent idea, uh, and could really really make the things stand out. I have a couple books that have you know I, my uh, Miracle Man number one was signed by Alan Moore on the inside cover. It says you know um, signed in pen on the inside cover with with his name, and it was also numbered because I got it graded by CGC. If I could get that same book graded by CBCS, get a valid signature um, uh, category for the grade, and also have a copy of the signature on the back of the cover, it would be a no-brainer And who I yeah. would be sending in all my signed books to. Nice. Uh, that's a really good idea,
0: John Doe. Um, our members are smart. Yeah,
1: uh, awesome.
0: all, our, all our viewers are smart. Uh, my next piece of your mail proves that. It's Roscoe 7878 who writes, Uh, In reference to uh, our talk about the rumors about a female silver silver surfer coming up. um, Given that it's hardly surprising comic book fans want to see the silver surfer brought faithfully to the screen, the quote, fragile masculinity, quote, slur made little sense. Mm. Other than that low point, I enjoyed the show as usual. Roscoe, uh, you're referring to when I was talking about the story, I made some flippant comment about how... A lot of people are complaining about it. You know, is it fragile masculinity? And you brought that up correctly. I think it is different. I think this is a different case than people just complaining about, you know, gender swapping or being uh, sexist or misogynistic. You're right. Um, And that was really flippant to kind of paint everybody with that comment. And I apologize. How's that? Um, You know, I'm not, I'm not fragile enough to admit when I'm, when I'm probably <laughs> wrong. Uh, and I, I do see you and I think our, our good friend Rumpel Foreskin also brought it up that it's not really saying, ah, a woman, rr. it's more like, look, you know, do that later. If you got to do it, let's introduce the character the way people love him first. And
1: I do see that. So there you go. No. Yeah. I, I, I am in favor of introducing the the real Silver Surfer first, <laughs> if you want to say it that way, and then maybe have permutations, different variations of the Surfer and and heralds in the future. You got to introduce the concept of what a herald is, um, and then you can play around with it. I think there's a lot of a lot of room to be able to play around with. But I, I'm tired of Marvel pulling out, you know, leaving their first string behind. I think it's time for them to step up and put the characters that the people are expecting to be in the in the roles. Uh, and putting putting them on the silver screen, and then kind of rebuying the the cachet they had uh, in the beginning, and then once you've rebuilt that that uh, following, then you could play around and, and experiment and and you know move in that direction. I just I just want to see the comic books that I've read in, in my childhood reenacted on the screen.
0: And my crack was really a gut reaction to the reception that like you know the Marvels has gotten and She Hulk uh but this is different you're right
1: roscoe so uh, yeah. thanks for calling me out on it what do you what's your next piece of your mail my next next piece is from uh peyton ardoin688 i apologize if i've uh, mutilated your name uh and peyton says speaking of doing things differently in grading and slabs has anyone mentioned the completely customizable color labels of egs I personally don't use their service, but the colored labels look great with rich colored covers, especially with modern and virgin covers. Just saying it's an option if you really want something different. And yeah, I mean, I I have to say EGS, who is a grading house that doesn't have the same kind of uh, name value as CBCS or or CGC or even PGX, I'm sorry to say. Um, They do some really cool things with their labels. They have a variety of different colors. You can have it customized in different ways. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. I think it adds value for people who are looking to get their books slabbed for their personal collection. Um, The the only problem I see with the variant, various colors is it kind of limits what your, what the market is for resale. I mean, if you like a bright purple and yellow cover uh, or label with your comic, and that just really shows it off to you you may find a limited market for people who want to buy a purple and yellow, uh, label. You know, it's, it's, one of the things you have to take into account, but if it's something for your personal collection, absolutely crazy, go nuts, pick a, pick a color combination that goes with the colors. I've seen some of the combos that they've come out with and they really are striking and they're beautiful. Um, but you know, it, it, it all matters matters to personal taste and you have to accept that your taste may not be what other people's tastes are.
0: Uh, I'm a little concerned about that. Let's look at the Star Trek number one example here. Uh, someone picked purple gradient into black with the Star Trek cover that's more of an orange. It doesn't really match. It kind of clashes. So there's one, one problem. The second thing is it says EGS Signature Series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who signed it? Is that's there a is there a note on the label telling you who signed it? Is it on the back of the label? Um, I don't see it on the front. And then I'm not being a snitch, you know, because snitches get stitches. I understand that. But I'm sure Paramount Pictures, Paramount Studios did not approve the use of the Enterprise and the, um, the uh, Starfleet logo insignia on your label there, EGS. I don't want to get you in trouble. I'm not narking on you, but you might want to be careful. Yeah, I
1: I I don't I don't know. Uh, The color, like I said, the color combinations is something that you know, if it's your personal stash, then that's great. But you know, you don't sound like this appeals to you because of the purple and black uh, label. It's you know, it's it's, it doesn't go with the orangey Star Trek book. It doesn't. Neither does the Uh you know. You can argue.
0: (laughs) <laughs> sorry I'm, look, I'm looking at your shirt right now the star wars logo is literally those two colors so who knows what i'm talking about
1: yeah i mean y- y- you can argue that the blue of uh, cgc label doesn't go with that combination either that's, yeah. true. that's true it's true it's it boils down to personal taste and, and i i applaud um egs for giving people the option and giving them the ability to choose something that matches what they want which is uh which is i think is a uh, um a cool and and innovative idea.
0: As someone who has his many, many problems with CGC, especially now, I welcome competition. Just be careful with that IP, you guys. I don't want to see you get in trouble. Um, My next piece of viewer mail comes from Pooch Man, (laughs) who writes, we need pics of 18 year old John and Richard. Who agrees? You know, Pooch Man, I saw this comment and I texted Richard earlier this week and I thought this was true and Richard confirmed it. We have no pictures of each other together like that. Not that far Not back. One. I don't have one. I went through my photo albums. I don't have one picture of us together because you know why Richard and I were busy living life. We were out there. We weren't like you kids with your Instagrams and your TikToks and your hoops and rock
1: and roll. Oh, I remember. Back then, you couldn't take a picture and have it end up in your iCloud that you could pull it out 20 years later. You had to take a picture, picture. you have it developed, and then put it in a shoebox.
0: I like my rant better uh, than, you know, (laughs) hey, we had photomats where you could drive through and drop off that roll of film. Oh, my God, what was wrong with us? Yeah. I wish I had more. I don't have, I, the truth is Pooch, man, I don't have a lot of pictures of me from the age of 15 to about 24. I was mm-hmm. not interested in being on camera, I guess. And I just was out, you know, uh, living life, being in the army and going to concerts and stuff. And I wish we had stuck cameras into a lot of the concerts Richard and I got to see
1: because oh, we got yeah. To see
0: some people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had fun. Some of the, the, the bands that came to our area were just, it was just great, great shows.
0: You know, I mean, did any of you guys out there get to see the Smiths in 1985 on the Queen is dead tour? We did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I, We weren't allowed to bring cameras in. I always see people, you know, the iPhones are up during the show recording the entire show. It's online instantly. And I'm like, we weren't even allowed to bring in an Instamatic. It is not. Time for a segue through the old fart rule because you have one more piece of viewer mail.
1: <laughs> My last piece of viewer mail is from our uh, Bronze and Modern Gods email from Brian. Uh, I hope all is well with both of you. Richard, I just wanted to tell you that your purchase of the All Negro Comics 1 CGC CGC.5 is messing me up, man. <laughs> I have a f- friend who is thinking about selling me one of his lower grade copies. <laughs> one of his. <laughs> yes, he has more than one copy. Uh, but because, because of the last sale uh, uh, to you for f- uh, $4,010, it is basically set the market for low grade copies. He uh, he is probably uh, uh, a 1.0 complete copy. So now I'm not sure, but we're looking at a substantial rise in price. I'm happy for you, uh, Richard, but could you take it down uh, the book down from the shelf and let it cool off a bit? Love the show and keep up the good work. You've got great work, thanks. Uh, cheers Brian yeah Brian yeah this is the book in question here Uh, this is the my copy of all Negro comics it's a really rare book I mean there's there are less than 15 on the census both CBCS and CGC so uh, this is obviously the lowest grade possible but you know when there's only so many copies out there and the more expensive ones are in the five figures um, this was worth the money to me this is Is uh, missing a wrap it is. It's missing two the two inner wraps. This book, is okay. which is which is the cause of the the point five. If it had the wraps, I I'm looking at it. It would probably get a two two five. Um, but it's it. Other than that, it's it's in great condition. And like I said, it's it's you, it's one of those books you accept the condition that that you get. But and you know for Brian's sake, I will t- take it off the wall for now, <laughs> and I will put up my.
0: Okay, there you go. I thought you were gonna put your your proposed copy of Sugarfoot's Jones uh play. Uh,
1: don't mess with my auxes, John. Oh, <laughs> sorry about
0: that. All right. Pretend that I did my old man rant about photo mats and going to concerts and seeing the Smiths. Pretend I did that here. Now it's time for the old fart rule. <laughs> I don't know, does that work? Does that count as a segue? I can get it. We go back 40 years to 1983 for the books that shaped Richard and my lives and collections. For me, this was a book I was not able to get for years because I didn't have a direct sales outlet in our little hometown of Elyria, Ohio. So I had to wait and get it on the secondary market. It is Jack Kirby's Silver Star, number one from Pacific Comics. This was Kirby's second creator-owned title for Pacific after Captain Victory a couple years prior. Silver Star had been floating around as a proposed screenplay for Jack for years. Um, He had actually meant for this to be a movie, started storyboarding it, scripting it. And the first four issues of the six-issue miniseries were inked by Mike Royer, you know, his partner on most of the stuff he did in the 70s, Cap, OMAC, Commandy. really making this one of the final collaborations between those two artists. This series is nuts. It's insane. It's the dialogue is unfiltered Jack Kirby craziness. Uh, it combines Jack Kirby's super heroics with some comedic elements, if you can believe it, and then like an apocalyptic ending at the end. Eric Larson apparently agreed with me that this needs to be uh, preserved for future generations because he spearheaded a reprinting of the series in a deluxe. Hardback edition that I happen to have right here that is really well done. Uh it is got these great inner leaf. Oh wow. Yeah. It, 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 I like the actual scanning of the comic for the inner interior where you can see that, you know, grain. And it's been remastered. Uh you get some rejected uh, original cover art that wasn't used. It's on glossy paper. If you like '70s Kirby, it's it's good. You can tell the first three or four issues were started in the '70s, and then the last ones were done in the '80s when he was not quite at his uh, full powers. But a CGC 9.8 sold last month for a whopping fifty-eight dollars. It's not <laughs> a hard. Fine. You can grab the uh, image hardcover for about twenty bucks on eBay if you are so inclined. So why not? It's Kirby.
1: There you go, Richard. Yep. Underrated books of the week. Go for it. My underrated book this week is um, um, a more modern title. It is the uh, the other history of the DC universe. Here I've got a copy of it right here. Um, this is a just graphic novel size book. And it's kind of the the classic definition of a graphic novel. Uh, it was written by John Ridley. Pencils by Giuseppe... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it. it. Kimi uh, Coley, <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, he did work on uh, the Hellblazer series. Uh, this book has, you know, it's a, it's a fairly modern book. This is 2019. It has real inkers, real colors, and even letters. So this this is not a digital book, which, you know, I know, I'm not dissing digital, but the fact that those art forms, they're still around, I think is, is great. Uh, this book takes a kind of a less than glamorous history, uh, of the DC universe. It talks about, uh, it talks about, you know, the, the Holy Trinity talks about the justice league, but it looks at it from the other side of the, of the mirror, from the, the people who are just average Joe's and, and how, how they, you know, takes place, starts off in the 1970s. And it talks about, um, a place called suicide. Um, suicide slum. Suicide slum. Yes. Uh, yes. Black Black Lightning is uh, the primary character in the first book. And it talks about, you know, th- there's metropolis in the distance. They can see met- the gleaming uh, metropolis and then Superman. But Superman never made it to to uh, suicide slums. He never, you know, affected the drugs and the crime, the things in that part of, of the city. He did so in Metropolis. And he even had the, you know, he came over and was because um, Black Lightning um, it operates on the other side of the law, kind of like how Batman was. So one, you know, they highlight a story where uh, Superman comes to uh, to suicide slums and confronts Black Lightning and says, you're operating on the wrong side of the law. And and, and um, Black Lightning says, OK, well, then uh, as soon as you come here and help us destroy the 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 tenements here and rebuild something better and and stop the crime and and you know fix the things that are the problems that the normal people have not the galactic problems that are out there then i'll I'll, i can stop being you know operating stop being a criminal or 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 vigilante and superman looks at him and then flies away (laughs) this is really nothing you can you can say to that um yeah so it's it's an interesting series it's 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 um like I said, it looks at it, it looks at it from a different angle. You see all of the all of the, the major characters. The number of uh, cameos in this book is absolutely staggering. Uh, but you see, you know, Black Lightning is in here. John Stewart, uh, the, the Outsiders team, Superman, Katana, uh, the New Question. Uh, you get heroes from Earth One and Two and, and New Earth, and uh, it, it's just an interesting. If you're looking, if you want to look at superheroes from a non-superhero angle. It is an interesting series to read. There's six books in the series. It's DC's Black Label, uh, which are always a little more grittier, a little bit hard-edged from uh, most of DC's others. And I applaud DC for doing the Black Label because a lot of the books that I've seen in the Black Label um, uh, imprint have been um, great and things that you wouldn't expect DC to, to, um, to publish. So... Uh, GPA, this, just like John's book, book uh, the book, John just talked about the GPA for a 9.8, was a whopping 30 bucks for this thing. Uh, you can find raws for cover price. So it's not hard to find, uh, or you can even buy the trade paperback that reprints the entire thing in once uh, one book. Or you can buy the local comic shop day variant. Ah, yeah.
0: You ever see that? Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. I happen to have that, uh, handy awesome. right here. And awesome. i love the uh, the spot varnish on this mm-hmm. did you read it i did
1: i read issue one and i said it is <laughs> dense it is there's no word bubbles there's just i know paragraphs through the entire thing through the entire series so you know you don't have the typical back and forth that you'd see in a comic book yet like it really is a graphic novel yeah.
0: It, you know, it, was, it struck me as kind of a, uh, a grittier attempt at Marvel's, the, uh, yeah, cur- yeah. Alex Ross miniseries. Uh, yeah. Uh, but definitely, uh, I've p- I picked that up, uh, because the cover was so striking. Um, uh, my underrated book of the week is also a gritty street level story. Uh, it is Bugs Bunny vacation funnies. Number eight.
1: <laughs> that Bugs Bunny
0: i mean look at how hard life is in the country um no, uh, <laughs> this is significant because it is the first appearance of the roadrunner in comics uh it's okay. from 1958 it is a very tough super thick square bound. i think i've talked about this book before look at how thick this bad boy is um and it is a part of my quest to get the first appearance of all the Looney Tune characters, and a little little Johnny, whoever did this, did his math homework on the back cover. Uh-huh. Thanks,
1: thanks for that, buddy. Uh, look at the bright side; he didn't cut bugs out.
0: Yeah, I, you know, um, but boy, he was uh, going to town on his math here. I'm trying to figure out what he was trying to do, but it ended up being 39.98 whatever uh, okay. the total was. Uh, but Roadrunner's in here. Also you get uh, Henry Hawk, little Henry Hawk story. Uh, you get Pancho Vanilla if anybody remembers Pancho Vanilla, uh, very uh, slightly slightly racist character but you know, there he is, Pancho Vanilla. Um, but a 9.6 file copy of this sold in September of this year for $780 which to me sounds like a screaming bargain because it is. It it was down from $2,160 in 2021. The dip is real. Uh I've been searching for a bunch of Looney Tunes first appearances, and I can tell you they're all tough. I'm still trying to find the first Speedy Gonzalez. I have not found that first Yosemite Sam. Uh, You know, there's a few of us Looney Tunes nerds that prefer those over the Disney characters, but... uh,
1: uh, the cost is not the issue; it is the scarcity. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more than a few. I, I, I'm sure you, if it wasn't for, for people out there grabbing them, you would have found them by now.
0: Yeah, I think Warner's done a really bad job of uh, preserving the legacy of these characters compared to the Disney characters. Uh, you nope. know, I mean, when's the last time you've seen not not like a Tiny Toons or an Animaniacs spinoff? When's the last time you've seen a Looney Tunes? Bugs Bunny, push.
1: Yeah, that you know. I'm sorry. I'm a Mel Blanks purist, so it's it's tough. You know, once he passed, it's mm-hmm. difficult to get those characters that to, to have the right voice. So maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not going to do my. I was going to do my Bugs, but you no, know,
0: I won't <laughs> subject you guys to that. You are you were you were spared. Now, if we ever talk about the Muppets, I could do some killer Muppets impersonations. Okay.
1: We'll
0: oh, have to work that in. Yeah, we had to wedge that into a show. uh Hey, thanks, everybody. uh Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you're not a member, consider it. If not, we'll be here on Monday, just as normal. And thanks, and we'll catch you, members, on Wednesday.
1: Okay, everybody, stay safe.